Good afternoon and welcome to another VSA Capital Technology and Transitional Energy podcast with myself, uh, Phil Smith, uh, analyst, and uh, this week's guest is David Scriven, our Head of Sales, given that uh, my normal sparring partner, Andrew, uh, is away on Easter vacation at the moment. David, good afternoon to you. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. I'm very well, and I think our leader is in his Cornish lair. But um, shall I crack on? That would be fantastic, David. Okay, so in the USA, uh, the data this week has suggested the labour market is weakening. A report Wednesday from payroll processing firm ADP suggested non-farm private sector employment rose by 145k in March, down from 261k gain in February and below expectations. And the market's expecting initial jobless claims to come out shortly and the street's looking for 200k versus 198 prior. So investors have shifted their attention, perhaps away from March's banking turmoil, back to risk of a recession, and that could drag on consumer spending and corporate profits. This was expressed last night in underperforming sectors such as consumer discretionary industrials, infotech within the S&P 500. I would, however, looking at sectors, however, however, point out that the KBW Regional Bank Index is not showing signs of stabilising, but, <coughs> but excuse me, some brokers are getting behind some of the banks to highlight value ahead of the upcoming earnings season. For example, Baird upgraded Zions and says weakness in banks beyond overdone. Anyway, in technology, our key focus, the SOX index was lower yesterday, but still looks to be in an uptrend from the October lows. A name that looks interesting to me is ASM International, and I think should be on investors' radar. ASM is a market leader in atomic layer deposition, ALD, a key technology to transition to the next generation process geometrics. geometrics, uh, geometrics. This growth is engendering a high teen revenue growth that underpins a positive five-year growth outlook. While the company has flagged caution on fiscal year 23, in other words, the second half down versus the first, TSMC has signed up to use AMS's ALD, and these orders are likely to be seen starting in the second half of 23 into the first half of 24. The stock trades at a premium to its peers, but could stand out for growth in a downturn. And perhaps now moving into our part of the world, Phil, you can uh, comment on some of the things that have caught your eye. Yeah, absolutely, David. And I said that the, the company you just mentions in, in semiconductor, there's a semiconductor equipment company, and we're talking about the, the silicon chip market. So let's kind of move on a bit uh, into, into tech. I mean, a big, <clears throat> a big driver of um technology spend and, and semiconductor spend is is automotive um and particularly uh vehicle electrification of course all eyes this week were on uh quarterly results from tesla um so nasdaq quoted of course um and tesla reported that it's seen record sales for the for the uh, quarter just gone um, and that, you know, as we know, it's been very active on price cutting to stimulate the market. It saw sales up 5% from its previous quarters of 423,000 uh, worldwide, and they were 36% higher 
than uh, the prior quarter last year. So it was sort of a bit of a debate over, you know, whether it was shy of estimates or not, but nonetheless, very strong growth. Um, and uh, Elon Musk is estimating 2 million sales this year following price cuts. So this is something we're going to watch very closely. Uh, really, really key there, because not only is it a driver for the wider semiconductor markets, but it's also a reflection, David, you know, auto cars are, are big ticket consumer items. Um, and it's a reflection of uh, of consumer spend. So that was um, that was results from uh, Tesla. Uh, moving on to another area um, and one of the biggest areas of, of spend in technology, and this is cloud services. Uh, the biggest cloud providers, um, as we know, and with all of the data centers are Amazon, Microsoft, uh, uh, but then Google. Um, and there's an article in uh, the Guardian this week, and this was about Amazon and Microsoft facing referral to the UK's competition regulator um, over, you know, competitive practices in the in the cloud services market, um, and uh, citing significant concerns, concerns about big tech companies abusing their positions. Well, this is not this has this happened before for tech companies, we know, um, but also. Um, it looks like uh, the regulator Ofcom said it's going to re refer the whole sector to the Competition Markets Authority. So we'll watch that one with much interest. Uh, and there was a Reuters article on March the 30th where Google was actually accusing Microsoft of anti-competitive cloud computing practices. Um, so, so we're going to see how that develops. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, the outcome of these things can be very good. You know, there's so many businesses use use cloud services from Amazon, you know, Google and Microsoft that ultimately it may ultimately be, you know, maybe good for businesses. So we'll watch that one uh, very, very closely. Uh, and another company that feeds into the whole cloud services sector, remember cloud services is all about servers and data centers, supporting uh, companies' IT infrastructure and, and software. Uh, one of the biggest providers of memory chips into into computer services, Samsung Electronics, uh, obviously, you know, big, big maker, David, of consumer electronics. Um, but again, this was this was uh, from Reuters and their first quarter profit is expected to plunge 92 percent to lowest for any quarter in 14 years as a chip that worsens and buyers like data centers, computer makers, slow purchases. I mean, what I would say there is, you know, something like that needs to be looked at very closely because um samsung's a huge maker of memory chips into computers and memory chips are commodities and it's uh you know the factories cost a lot of money to build um and you know the the in terms of timing of demand supply and demand well one has to be very, very careful of that and if the you know new factories come on stream supply there's loads of supply comes on stream you know demand weakens and, and pricing can fall dramatically um so samsung's seeing i think <clears throat> some impact there uh, but Samsung's also the biggest maker of TVs and smartphones, so we need to watch um, in detail when those results actually come out to see what they're seeing in terms of consumer spend. So that was um, <clears throat> that was Samsung on, on, on memory chips and more of the PC kind of market. But um, another company whose name might not be widely known is Honhai Precision Industry, but they're better known as Foxconn. Uh, and they manufacture, they're, they're a huge manufacturer of iPhones in China and other consumer electronics. Uh, and they reported their revenues and said that uh, they had seen a slower uh, March quarter. Um, but also, you know, they've had problems at their facilities with COVID protests as well. So, you know, is is 
just trying to gauge at the moment. I think we're in a phase where we're trying to gauge what is the impact of consumer, you know, what's happening with consumer spend, what what are consumers doing in terms of buying buying tech, you know, from automotive, from autos to PCs to smartphones, <clears throat> but also business spend on IT. Okay, so I don't know if you, you saw that one, David. I didn't see that one. That's very interesting there, but it actually all fits into this theme of the market, um, uh, focusing on whether we're going to have a soft landing or not and its implications on consumer spending. So absolutely crucial. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, in terms of corporate spend on IT, uh, Computer Center, uh, and that's uh, spelled, there they quote it, uh, and it's C-O-M-P-U-T-A. A C E N T E R. Uh, I'm going to get a hand. I think it's uh, CCC, but they are quoted Computer Center, and they are a very big provider of IT services to business um, and IT infrastructure. So it's all about business spend on tech, and they reported their full year revenues up by 29% uh, to 6.5 billion. Um, up from five billion the prior year, although the prior year 2021 was restated from uh, 6.7 billion to reflect a change in how they're reporting software revenues and resold software. Um, nonetheless, their adjusted uh, pre-tax profits were up to 200, just under 264 million from 256 million, while earnings per share were up by 3.2%. Um, and the company came out, and this was really interesting, and it said it doesn't have anywhere near the same challenges faced in 2022. Uh, most of its demand for its largest customers remained solid, uh, particularly for IT and infrastructure. Um, and I think it's also seeing um, improved uh, supply chains in terms of computer equipment as well. Um, and they're confident in the future. They recruited four and a half thousand new people during 2022 to just under 20,000 uh, 20, while growing off operations. So, you know, computer centers have a long track record of profit generation and um, interesting to see what they're saying there about corporate IT spend. And they're seeing it as, as, as remaining pretty strong for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving on to tech, uh, on to telecommunications, actually, um, and this is uh, this is Cerulean, uh, the one we've commented on quite a bit, actually, previously. Uh, Cerulean, the ticker is CER, the market cap's three hundred and thirty-three uh, million million pounds, um, and their software is used for uh, billing, charging customer uh, customers. Uh, so this is big telecommunications providers. They provide customer relationship management software. Um, and they, they also, you know, it's not just telecommunications, but they provide software to industries, finance, utilities, transport sectors. Um, so it's a, you know, it's a pure play software company. Um, and it's been growing very well. The shares have been doing very well. They've announced they've signed a £10 million contract with an existing telecommunications customer, which is operating in EMEA region, uh, and that that contract will support the current market forecast. Now, the forecast that I saw on ICON are for revenue growing from 38 million to 44 million and for the pre-tax profit growing from 14 to 16 million. Now, quality, as we say, does not come cheap. Uh, this one's trading on a P of 31 times, falling to 27 times, but it has been growing consistently. So that is Cerulean. Okay, and um, I guess finally, a couple for me, David, is Traxxas. 
TRCS the ticket, 256 million market cap. They have interims. Uh, their, their software is used in the transport industry um, for, oh my gosh, uh, used widely in the rail industry in terms of uh, transport planning, you know, managing freight yards, managing trains, tracking trains, where they are, scheduling drivers. Um, so right at the heart of, of rail networks. Um, also in terms of equipment monitoring, of monitoring safety for risk management. So, so right as I say, software deployed in the in the depth of transport. Uh, they'd seen their interim revenue increase by four percent, thirty nine point two million. Um, they had sixty nine percent revenue growth in rail technology and services, so quite a strong area of growth. Uh, with also seeing growing business um, into North America. Uh, the adjusted the profits were up, the adjusted EBITDA by 21% to 7.5 million. Uh, and the company has 17 million of cash and it has no debt. Um, they said it had a positive start to Q3 trading, high activity levels across the group, and unchanged expectations for the full year. So that was a nice, good set of interims there from Traxxas, tickers TRCS. And I think, and this is a final one from me, David, is Cooth. And again, this is one we've discussed. Its uh, ticket is KOO. Market cap is £77 million. Pounds. Um, in our year-end December uh, results, and uh, Cooth have developed a digital mental health platform. Um, and of course, you know, sadly, mental health has been a, a big area um, of, of um you know, of activity in the UK and growth and, you know, with, with significant problems for children and adults in mental health and their software really, really helps people in who are struggling with mental health issues, uh, provides provides them with rapid access to support, self-help resources, peer support communities, one-on-one -on -one professional help. Um, and they partner, Cooth partners up with obviously governments, healthcare providers, insurers and employers, and they have on their platform I think over a million users now. So yeah, supporting a million individuals there in the UK and in the US. So doing really, really important work uh, on supporting mental health. Um, they said that their revenues in line with expectations up 21% to 20 million. This is for the full year. Um, net revenue retention of 107%, so strong retention and their gross margins were stable at just under 69%. Adjusted EBITDA, uh, was slightly down to 1.6 million from 2.1 million because they're investing in um, rolling out the products into the into the US uh, and they've got back again balance sheet cash of 8.5 million pounds uh, and no debt uh, so that is um, truth in terms of uh, software and tech and that I think for me really in terms of results is is about it David but we are uh, entering the US uh, first quarter results period. And so we're going to be watching very closely uh, what is going on and what sort of signs it gives for us um, ahead in terms of, you know, in terms of spend, consumer activity, where investment's going to tech um, and the, uh, you know, good areas of tech to look at. And transitional energy, of course. It, indeed. And, um, I was just thinking back on uh, your your very interesting comments throughout this uh, podcast, and I was thinking of Tesla and just thinking, of course, with the price cuts and your discussion on the sales uh, that were reported um, a short while ago, um, I would imagine that um, 
it obviously has impacts on other autos and for the emergers, if you will, the Fords, at least they've got other profit centres to help them go through um, if there's price cutting. But it really kind of highlights perhaps that, um, you know, Rivian doesn't have that. So um, that might be a stock that, um, you know, you want to keep an eye on because of what's going on with Tesla as well and just the industry in general. Yeah, well, it's a, you know, transport's a key part of the energy transition, um, and as is, you know, vehicle electrification and Tesla's Tesla's leading the way. But as you, you know, as you rightly point out, um, the the very big car makers like VW and Ford and GM have got, you know, they've got wider balance sheets to support the the transition as it's happening. And Tesla also, given that it has some of the most advanced production processes. And best developed, you know, engineering in the business has has got the, you know, it has the flexibility as well to, uh, you know, to cut its prices and absorb, you know, absorb um, absorb cost and increase efficiency. So yeah, really, really important to watch from point of view of of, of the of the energy transition, but also from the wider tech side of things because automotive in electronics um, is is uh, you know it's a it's a key market. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I think that's it from, from me as well. So um, unless we want to add further, I think we should want to wish our uh, our listeners a very happy Easter. Yeah, absolutely. A happy and relaxing holiday for all of our listeners. And uh, we look forward to very much uh, catching up with another another podcast at the same time next week as always and as andrew says if you've got any suggestions for us anything any companies you'd like us to discuss and ideas then uh please send us to us and with that david thank you very much for joining me this week thank you